It's Wednesday, November the 24th, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist. Coming up, oil importing countries in formation and American pharmacies held liable. First, the world in brief. Oil importing countries started queuing up behind America as it ordered the release of 50 million barrels from its strategic reserves in a coordinated effort to contain rising energy prices and surging inflation. Japan confirmed that it would find some way to contribute. India has already agreed to release 5 million barrels and Britain and South Korea said they would participate somehow. China, the world's biggest importer, played it cooler, its state media relishing the country's chance to hold, quote, the upper hand. Oil prices dipped slightly. Germany's health minister issued further dire warnings about the country's, quote, dramatic rise in COVID-19 cases. Jens Spahn called for new measures to contain the pandemic, allowing only those who have been vaccinated or recovered access to many public spaces. The World Health Organization warned that 700,000 Europeans could die of COVID-19 by March 1st. 1.5 million already have. Samsung announced plans to build a $17 billion computer chip plant in Texas amid a global semiconductor supply chain crunch. It is the South Korean electronics giant's biggest ever investment in America. The White House welcomed the move, saying it would, quote, protect our supply chains, revitalise our manufacturing base and create good jobs. A federal jury in Ohio found three American pharmacy chains, CVS, Walgreens and Walmart, liable for their role in fueling the opioids epidemic in two counties. Plaintiffs alleged that the pharmacies broke the law by creating a, quote, public nuisance. A judge will determine the settlement amount separately. CVS, which denies the allegations, said it would appeal against the verdict. An American jury found the organisers of a far-right rally in Charlottesville, Virginia, in 2017, liable for injuries to counter-protesters and ordered them to pay more than $25 million in damages. After the event, One of the white nationalist marchers opposing the removal of a Confederate statue rammed his car into a crowd of counter-protesters, killing one and wounding dozens. Apple filed a lawsuit against NSO Group, the Israeli firm behind Pegasus, a spyware program used by various governments to crack open the private communications of activists, politicians and journalists around the world. The American tech behemoth accused NSO of exploiting its users. It will seek an injunction to prevent it from ever using any Apple software, service or device. Business activity in the euro area accelerated unexpectedly this month. The IHS Market Composite Purchasing Managers Index rose from 54.2 in October to 55.8 in November. Anything above 50 indicates expansion. Analysts had expected a decline. But growth is expected to fall in the fourth quarter, amid rising COVID-19 cases, renewed lockdowns, supply constraints and 
high energy prices. Fact of the day. 1.6 million. The number of pupils in Catholic schools in America. Enrollment in Catholic schools has cratered since the 1960s, but recently ticked up in the pandemic. And editor's note. Whether you're a loyal fan or a new listener, we want to hear from you. We're launching a listener survey so you can tell us what you think about our shows and so we can find out what you would like to hear more of. To take part, visit economist.com slash briefing survey. That's economist.com slash briefing survey. And now here's today's agenda. Higher and higher. American inflation. There will be no respite for the inflation weary. America's Bureau of Economic Analysis will publish the Personal Consumption Expenditures, PCE, price index for October on Wednesday. Its core measure, stripping out food and energy, is expected to have increased by about 4% from a year earlier. That would be its highest level in three decades, pushed up by the combination of snarled global supply chains and surging demand for goods, from furniture to cars. Other price gauges say similar things, but the Federal Reserve tracks the PCE most closely. The Fed is steering America towards tighter monetary policy. It has started to reduce its monthly purchases of bonds, begun at the height of the pandemic, to prop up growth. That sets the stage for it to raise interest rates around the middle of next year. The question is whether the acceleration in inflation will lead the Fed to move forward its own timetable. Nouveau Riche The Rise of Vietnamese Billionaires Oxford University's Lineker College celebrated a quote transformative donation of more than $200 million from a Vietnamese company this month and will change its name to Tao College after chairwoman Guang Thi Phung Tao. Miss Tao is not the only nascent Vietnamese tycoon making a splash. As recently as 2012, Vietnam had no billionaires at all. It now has six, with a cumulative net worth of almost $20 billion, including Miss Tao, the president and chief executive of Vietjet Air, a budget airline. Billionaires in other parts of the world face unwanted political and economic attention from their governments. In Vietnam, officials are keen to foster global corporate giants seeking to create Samsungs and Toyotas with Vietnamese characteristics. The billionaires' businesses straddle a line between the entrepreneurial new economy catering to a burgeoning middle class and old-school oligarchic industries of property and banking. This year, with local stocks soaring, more multi-millionaires will probably join the 10-figure club. Without a parachute Turkey's currency The bottom fell out of the Turkish lira on Tuesday, with the currency at one point dropping by 15% against the dollar, its worst performance in years. 
The rout began after Recep Tayyip Erdogan, Turkey's president, suggested that he is deliberately pursuing a weaker currency to drive growth. Quote, The competitive force of the exchange rate leads to an increase in investment, production and employment, he said on Monday. Turkey's central bank has slashed interest rates by a cumulative 4 percentage points since September, prompting a record sell-off. Sheikh Mohammed bin Zayed, the de facto leader of the United Arab Emirates, arrives in Turkey on Wednesday and will probably be welcomed with open arms. Turkey and the UAE began a rapprochement this summer after years of feuding. The UAE seems to be eyeing investments worth billions of dollars in Turkey. They will not be enough to repair the damage Mr Erdogan and his cranky economic theories are doing to Turkey's economy. Unlikely allies Morocco and Israel Morocco's cooperation with Israel has intensified since the two agreed to normalise relations last December, prompted by Donald Trump, then the American president. Airlines are flying between the two countries and trade has risen sharply, albeit from a low base. It is in military matters that improvements have been most striking. Israel's Defence Minister, Benny Gantz, begins his first official visit to Morocco on Wednesday. He hopes to sell combat drones and a drone shield. Unconfirmed reports also suggest that the two countries might agree to set up a joint military base somewhere on the Mediterranean. Morocco wants more weapons and diplomatic backing as relations deteriorate with Algeria, its neighbour, particularly over the disputed Western Sahara. Morocco prizes the desert strip on the Atlantic as its bridge to West Africa and claims sovereignty. Algeria says the territory belongs to the Sahrawi guerrillas it backs and is seeking reinforcements from Russia. Fears are growing about an arms race and other countries weighing in on an escalating conflict. The King in Czech The World Chess Championship Magnus Carlsen, a 30-year-old Norwegian, has been the man to beat at chess for more than a decade. In 2010, he topped the world rankings and three years later won the World Chess Championship, defeating Vashwanathan Anand, the first Indian Grandmaster. Since then, Mr. Carlsen has successfully defended his title three times, against Mr. Anand in 2014, Sergei Karyakin, a Russian in 2016, and Fabiano Caruana, an American in 2018. The opening ceremony of a best-of-fourteen contest in Dubai between Mr. Carlson and Yamnir Pomnici, another Russian, takes place on Wednesday. It could last until mid-December. Mr. Carlson should be cautious. Though he was the heavy favourite against Mr. Caruana in 2018, he needed a tiebreaker played under speed rules to prevail after 12 consecutive draws. His opponent also has a favourable head-to-head record and is known for his bold, daring tactics. In 2018, the players' similar styles made the contest a grind. This addition promises more excitement. Finally, 
Here's the quote of the day from Lawrence Stern, who was born on this day in 1713. The desire of knowledge, like the thirst of riches, increases ever with the acquisition of it. That's it from the Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist on your podcast app, or by asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist podcast. And as a subscriber, you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app on your mobile device to start listening. 